Welcome back to our pastor's Bible study here at Desert Fidels. We are in the Gospel of Mark chapter 13, and things are getting really exciting today. Yep. Everybody loves talking about the end of the world. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> it seems that way sometimes. I know everybody wants to, t to uh, wants me to teach on Revelation. I always ask them to... Let's let's do Revelation. Let's 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 talk about let's do a study on Revelation. When you did your devotion on the Rapture, it got I think oh, almost double the amount of views that we normally get yeah. on our daily devotion. Yeah. I assume that's from pe just people generically googling words online, yeah, which so. should it should tell us something, right? As we look at these words today, that there is nothing else interest in what that topic means. Yeah. So. Uh, here in Mark 13, they're out of 16 chapters, so we're getting near the end of Jesus's ministry on earth. And uh, he takes a sizable amount of time uh, to talk about this very thing. Yep. So it's important. And uh, we'll just jump in in verse 1. As he was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that, uh, yeah, that they are all about to be fulfilled? We talked about prophecy before. I'm actually forgetting if it's here or when we did the Acts Bible study, but the whole concept of uh, the prophet's perspective yeah. of a near fulfillment, near time, and then an uh, ultimate fulfillment out, you know, further in the future. Yeah, we see that a lot with uh, in the Old Testament with the coming of the Messiah, yep. the prophecy, and here Jesus is about to interweave prophecy about a near term. Uh, event, the destruction, we could say God's judgment on Jerusalem, mm -hmm. and then the ultimate, God's judgment on the world. And uh, as we read through the verses, some things will be obviously referring to Jerusalem in the near future, and some things will be referring to when Jesus comes back at the end of the world, and then some things, he says, apply to both. And um, Whatever. So sometimes it's easy to distinguish which is which. Sometimes we just have to say we need to be on guard because we're not sure. He covers that too, I guess. But anyway. And I guess that's what, what is being pointed out here. It doesn't say which disciple, but here in this, uh, at least portrayals, is one of the disciples points out these massive rocks that are there that are surrounded by, and they really were massive. Like, you know, many of these rocks, literally the size of small buildings that mm -hmm. were there that had been carved, that had been placed in different ways. I'm sure it was something for us to figure this out today with the technology that we have would be neat, but for these guys to be able to see how different city structures were laid out mm -hmm. just by people with uh, literally technology that was hardly anything at that time, it must have been pretty amazing. And then, like you said, Jesus makes this commentary here on an event that'll happen basically what less than 40 years um from the destruction of jerusalem you know something that really was close in their lifetime mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> this is kind of one big section too but we'll just kind of 
think about paragraphs, I guess. Yeah. So verse 5, Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what you would about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so we get again to be. Let me clarify, I guess, on the the near term fulfillment of his prophecy that the prophecies about the judgment on Jerusalem mm-hmm. uh, were fulfilled in 70 AD to your reference there a Roman general Titus came and uh, not only conquered Jerusalem but destroyed the temple yeah literally block uh, over block ripped it over, apart yeah exactly um, and then also uh, you see kind of this longer picture here like there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and uh, all now we're talking about uh, the and he compares hey these is just the birth pains and if you've uh, had any experience with child labor you know how these labor pains get closer and closer together as it gets to delivery time so um, these signs of God's judgment on the world are going to slowly increase in I'd say intensify even as it gets to the final judgment day. Um, but again, well, well, we'll get to it, I guess. Jesus talks about it. We don't know exactly when that day is. Sure. But, but so in other words, anytime we see a hurricane uh, destroy a town on the Gulf Coast, uh, that's an opportunity to serve our neighbors, come together and mm-hmm. help people. Mm-hmm. But it is also always a time for us to remember, oh, God's judgment is coming. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting closer every day. Uh, be on watch, be on guard. Don't be deceived. Don't be lulled to sleep. Like, oh, God's not coming back. God's not paying attention. Uh, so all of these things, whether it's natural disasters or wars, man-made terrorists, these are all signs to us who have ears to hear, that God's judgment is nigh. Yeah, and I, like that word. I mean, this is the, when Jesus says this, I think it's summarized kind of in some of his first comments in each of these paragraphs. He says, you know, watch out that no one deceives you and goes on to kind of expand upon that and be on your guard. Oh, you know, kind of two things that he really gives to us right there. And it says, you know, that a lot of people will be deceived. You know, that this is going to happen that there are going to be these these false individuals that come and are able to see this and even when he says you know to be on your guard christ doesn't promise us that you know everything is going to be fantastic for you in fact when he's talking to the disciples he doesn't say you know if you get arrested he says when you are arrested you know when you were put in this this case 
you know, uh, even under these moments though, do not worry. And I like that too. Be on your guard, watch out, but don't worry. You know, I don't want you stressing out about this. Remember that end goal that the Lord is always in control. That even when you see these things, as you mentioned, even these drastic things are reminders that the Lord is coming back to be able to redeem his creation. Yep. Good. Good. You want to take the next? Sure. Verse 12 there. Uh, brother will betray brother to death and father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Let, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down or enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in the winter, because those will be the days of distress, unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. Okay. Man, he really rattles through just a lot of random yeah, elements. A lot of it feels At least like, it seems like that. And a lot of it feels like bad news. Yeah. I mean, the first yeah. paragraph he started with in verse 12, brother betray yeah. brother. So the whole to family death. going... Yeah, father against each other. Against child, yeah. Um, it says all men will hate you uh, because of me. Mm-hmm. But he does have that promise that's there. All who stand firm uh, will be saved. But yeah, you hear these things from Christ's mouth that he's just uttering. Mm-hmm. I guess that just the pain that is that awaits and that is with us at the same time, right? As you kind of mentioned that near and far. He isn't just telling his disciples, you know, this is going to happen, you know, really far off in the future. But we can see ways, I think, that this happens today, that Christ or uh, the belief in Jesus does come between family units Mm -hmm. uh, or does break them up in different ways. Yeah, and back to your, you made that uh, great point about not worrying. Uh, You know, obviously, this is laundry list of really scary things that are going to happen. He's predict he's prophesying uh, but again here in verse 13 uh, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved I like that verb because there's not a lot of action in that it's not like I have to take that hill or win this battle or mm. conquer this enemy it's I just have to stand yeah and it makes me think of the armor of God yeah it's those who stand and stand firm uh, and all the armor except for the sword it's all defensive the helmet, the breastplate, the belt, it's all defense, the shield to put out the art, uh, darts of the evil one. Yeah. And uh, you got the sword of the spirit, the word of God. But, but whatever, the whole point is like God is protecting us through all of this. You just have to stand, withstand it, I guess. Well, even it's as you not mentioned, like, like the, to overcome it. Yeah, as I think about that, like even the sword is an element of protection, right? right. Not always yeah. just, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. 
I don't know. I like the way that you put that, that concept of being able to stand. It really has that theme of like somebody being able to persevere through something, right? Of knowing that there there is an end. Mm-hmm. You know, there is an end to all this, that salvation still comes. All right, next paragraph. Uh, the abomination that causes desolation, standing yeah. where it does not belong. Um, so... Sometimes this can be delicate. Uh, the first prophecy fulfillment, of course, again, 70 AD, uh, a Roman, a Gentile, is standing in the Holy of Holies in the temple, an abomination, and he is desolating. He's tearing it down brick by brick, if you will, stone by stone. Um, also, though, uh, with all these warnings of false prophets, that's a someone who speaks God's word, uh, false Christs. Um, We, uh, historically, have also seen the office of the papacy as this abomination of desolation too. Be Mm -hmm. real careful. Not the person, not the human. Uh, But the idea that uh, as the Gentile stood in the Holy of Holies in the Jewish temple desolating it, uh, there is a uh, an office, of, uh, at least that's their official belief, that uh, this one person is the vicar of Christ, the representative of Christ, the sole interpreter of God's word based on councils and past popes. And uh, this office also condemns the teaching that People are saved by grace mm-hmm. alone. And that would be in the visible church, the external church, uh, however you want to think about it, uh, an abomination and causing desolation to God's word and, and the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, the freedom of the gospel. Uh, so you see that kind of little fulfillments, again, of these prophecies. And then so... One could one. What well, do you want to say? Anything? Yeah. For no. The I'm next just, step. No, no, no. I'm thinking about the next step already here. Yeah. Okay. So I think we get down towards the end of this paragraph, verse 21. Uh, at that time, if anyone says to you, "Look, here's the Christ," or "Look, there he is," do not believe it. Hmm. Um, for false Christs, false prophets, will appear and perform signs and miracles. To deceive the elect, even if you know if that were possible, those they're going to be so good. Whether it's a TV preacher, yeah, or whatever, I just think uh, as many times here in, in Mark thirteen, as Jesus says, "Watch out, be on guard, be alert, do not be deceived, do not be deceived." I think like. This might actually be a serious thing yeah. to be aware of. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of times uh, we don't think about it we, or we brush it off. Again, whether it's a, a smaller fulfillment, like a TV preacher, oh, yeah, well, no harm, no foul, whatever, just kind of mm. let it go, versus uh, something maybe still to come that's even bigger, like performs miracles and mm. signs. That would deceive even Christians if that were possible. Like, so somebody's somebody, at some point before the end, as the labor pains, as everything intensifies and intensifies, 
is going to set themselves up as the savior of the people. Come to me. Come follow me. Come listen to me. Uh, and uh, whatever. I think, I think of it as the pinch test. The pinch test? Yes. Okay. Like dreaming or what do you think? Yeah. So, so if somebody says, look, Jesus is over here. You pinch yourself. You're still here in the flesh. Yeah. That's not Jesus. Okay. Because when Jesus comes back, we're instantly transformed into our our heavenly bodies, our eternal resurrected bodies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, it sounds kind of silly, but I'm just saying, Jesus has warned us here again and again and again yeah. and again, don't be deceived and be on guard. Because whatever this final antichrist or final days looks like, it's going to be really good deception. And you wonder if that comes in like all different ways. And like you said, maybe it intensifies more over time. But there are a lot of people who do say that they follow Christ or like the idea of Christ, but then it it's skewed in such a different way. I mean, I even think about like the Mormon church and, you know, how kind-hearted so many people are that are Mormons, how they have such high family values, how they mm -hmm. want to serve the community. How a lot of them will say, "Yeah, the Jesus you talk about—that's the—that's the Jesus we we talk about," and they really do, like yearn for this relationship with the Christ, but it's skewed in such a poor way as it's delivered unto them. And it's not just in the Mormon; it happens in Christian mm -hmm. churches, you know, in different ways of people that preach uh, gospels that are skewed of. You know, if you just do this, if you really believe in Jesus enough, you know, he's going to make your life prosper. Like, everything's going to be great. Right. You know, maybe for some guys it's the healing preacher, right? You know, you can pray this away. Like, you can you can make this happen through Christ. Or if I lay my hands on you, you know, or maybe if you make the right donation, you know, we can get, we can get rid of this thing. Mm -hmm. and so I think there's lots of ways, even in our world's uh, not too distant past, that people have been skewed to be able to look to these false Christs who come, mm -hmm. you know, portraying themselves to share. Maybe they're not pointing at themselves as Christ, but they set him up on a false pedestal, right? It's this mm -hmm. artificial Jesus that's being delivered of being able to make something out of the name. And I, I agree with you. We should be um, just open-eyed about that moving forward. Because I think that probably will only intensify in different ways throughout our world. Yeah. Well, Jesus is not done. He uh, continues with his prophecy uh, sermon here. Verse 24. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Quoting uh, Old Testament there. At that time, men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels to gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now, learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twig gets tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So now we're getting obviously into the prophecy of the judgment on the world, yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. Um, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, stars fall from the sky, heavenly bodies will be shaken. This is a cataclysmic event beyond anything that we can comprehend today. I mean, we see some really big earthquakes that shake things up. Oh, sure. And we're like, whoa. Or the yeah. power of Hurricanes. a tsunami yeah. and a hurricane. It's like, wow. It's amazing. But something that can actually shake the whole universe. Yeah. I mean, that's an event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows what this will look like. I don't even know if we can imagine what uh, that'll be like. I always like the fact that it says the Son of Man will come in the clouds. I really do think about that a lot of times when I see the clouds. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the Lord's just talking about that's the perspective that we'll see yeah, him being above. delivered from. But and I've seen that expressed in different works of art. But I always think yeah. that's kind of kind of neat, you know, that these clouds. Are, I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, that sun sunbeam that bursts through oh, the clouds. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, yeah. every once in a while, you just see that, you know, this ray of light that is penetrating those clouds and the way that it comes down whether it's highlighting dust or different elements. Mm -hmm. But uh, those are times where I think about, you know, what, what will that look like? I mean, that's just some small little piece, but yeah. what will the Lord's creation look like in this form when this happens? Yeah. And then he mentions this cool. fig tree, which I think is cool because we just that's just a couple chapters back, I think, now. Maybe it was just in yep. 11 that uh, Jesus and his disciples were out with that fig tree, and he curses it, and it, it dies. And I think there seems to be a connection there. Uh, he says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree, almost kind of pointing them back. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. This sign of things that, to, to come. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess for us, too, to be able to look for that, that sign of when the Lord said, you're going to know, right? Yeah. It, it, this, is, this is happening right now during this time. And then he says that interesting uh, phrase there, I tell you the truth. This gener generation will certainly not pass away until all these things are happening. And I think sometimes people look at, again, what, what is he referring to? The lives of those hearers that are right there, anybody who's alive mm -hmm. during that, that time. And people seem to, from this, try to put a time period on it too. Whether that would be his disciples then, trying to think what's he saying in this mm -hmm. moment, or people now uh, about what that, that time frame looks like. And I think that's why he goes in on in the next section then too. Right. Yeah, so we know that, the, obviously, we talked about the destruction of Jerusalem, 70 A.D., so that was within the lifetime of the generation yeah. he was speaking to. Um, but I don't think the disciples understood the huge gap between the first fulfillment and no. then the final fulfillment. No way. And, and you think about it, right? You look at timeline from above, you know, you can kind of, oh, that's a long way. It's, but, you know, if you're in... Like, you know, you look to the future, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, well, this is here. And I'm like, oh, where's the, the second oh, yeah. moment? Or even is it the same thing? They didn't know at the time. Uh, if this is going to be the same one event. But so. the, then from there, Christ gives them kind of this interesting clarity uh, that's here. And for us, I think, too, to really be able to look at this. He says, uh, no one knows about uh, that day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells that the one at the door to keep watch. 
Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I will say to everyone, watch. So just in that paragraph, I was counting. He said, yeah. you know, be, on, be alert, be, you know, be on the guard, watch like five times, yeah. which is, including the very last word with an exclamation mark. Watch. What I say to you, I say to everyone. I mean, it couldn't be any more clear, right? No. Be, always be ready for Christ's return. So a couple highlights that are in there. So first of all, no one knows about that day or that hour. And I like the reference there. It's not even the angels. You know, these guys don't even know. I think it's so good that Jesus says that even, not even the Son, yeah. but only the Father. A lot of yeah. people say, well, how, he's God. How does he not know? Mm. Let's not get lost in that. Yeah. Let's, I mean, the answer is on this humanness he didn't know. Um, but whatever, don't get lost in that. Get Take home the point that Jesus is making here. People are trying to calculate the days. Even today, people yep. are still yep. spending years of their lives trying to calculate when they predict when Jesus is going to return. In reality, it doesn't even matter, right? And he not only says not, you know, no one knows, but he emphasizes by saying, the angels don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I know when this is going to, wait a second, the angels don't know and Jesus you, does, but you, you, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Jesus couldn't make that any more clear. Don't don't believe that stuff. And then I think I guess to emphasize it even a little bit more, uh, he gives us like this little piece of imagery here about this man going on mm -hmm. uh, vacation, I guess, or going away. Maybe it's for work, but puts everybody in charge of these different elements, and he tells one of them to stay watch at the door, right? Yep. To be able to to be there constantly looking. And Jesus says, therefore, you know, keep watching. He mentions kind of like these four common time periods. If you right. would evening, midnight, rooster crowing, or at dawn, kind of basically, it doesn't, all the way around the clock. Yeah, 24 7. Yeah. Somebody needs to be standing yeah, at the door. That's exactly, yeah, that's Jesus' 24 7 right there. It's just, mm -hmm. he's got a few more words. Yep. He says, if he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. And for me, and I think those words are a little convicting at times too because you do think you know when the lord comes back not like he can't see us or experience us right now but when he does come back you know what state am i in you know mm -hmm. of being able to listen to all these things of keeping watch of being on guard of standing as we heard for our lord because you know we don't know when this is going to happen but that's why we should really live you know every moment like it's going to happen and not even tomorrow but today potentially right you know? right yeah i had a a, a pastor uh old retired pastor back in uh memphis did a, a sermon where he was doing this talking about the this kind of message the end times jesus's yeah. return and it was essentially uh when is uh, the end of the world going to happen? Well, for you, when your heart stops beating. Yeah. I mean, that, and that could be any time. Yeah. And then you're face-to-face -face with Jesus. So even if you don't even believe, ah, he, Jesus isn't coming back for a thousand more years or whatever, which I would caution you not to think that way, but even if you did, your own life can end yeah. just like that. Yeah, yeah. And so we should always be 
on guard. Uh, just a couple of cleanup things. I just want to I just want to say real quickly as we talk about the end of the world. Uh, there's no rapture. Hmm. The word's not in the Bible. There's no s multiple appearances of Jesus at the end. It's like he comes and raptures second, the church away. These and big he comes second back chances. Yeah. There's seven years and there's a thousand years, and that's all. I will call it modern. Uh, I'll call it interpretation to be nice uh, of the Bible. It's all modern and ideas. Uh, nobody, the disciples never thought that way. The early church didn't think that way. Martin Luther, John Calvin, the reformers, none of nobody thought, nobody in the Eastern Orthodox Church thinks that way. It is almost solely a, a modern. Uh, American idea. It actually started in England in the 1800s. It's really not something that Jesus even hints to, really. So it's whatever. Not, yeah, just, That's a good point to make, though, for people. They need to be able to hear that. Because we do hear other churches. You see a pastor on TV or something. We do hear references. Or books. Especially books. Movies that were created. There's always, yeah. It's always out there. It's a popular idea in America. It's oh, just, for sure. It's just not biblical. So the point is... Uh, uh, well, so their point is, uh, Jesus might come at any moment to rapture you, so you need to be ready. Well, Jesus might come at any moment, so you need to be ready. I mean, but that's going to be the end of the world right there. That's mm -hmm. Judgment Day. That's Resurrection Day. That's the last day. Uh, a lot of different terms in the Bible. But uh, when Jesus comes back, he's back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, not the humble uh, baby or suffering servant this time. Uh, the second time he comes back and it's done. Well, you can read for yourself. Yeah. The stars fall from the sky. I mean, there's no like, <laughs> the world's not going to go on spinning for another seven years while the like, <laughs> yeah. do this or whatever. So it's not, yeah, it's going like, to be a real bad used car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's All right. Well, that wraps up what we got today. Uh, thank you for watching with us, keeping watch with, with yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, go ahead and close in prayer for the day. Uh, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for, you know, just giving us these words of wisdom and this direction about being able to look forward and knowing that even when we talk about, you know, end times, it's something that we shouldn't be fearful of. It shouldn't be something that we dread. It shouldn't be something that we toil over. But it should actually be something that, you know, we, we look forward and, and do praise you for, for giving us the words to be able to be on alert for telling us to watch out for false things that come into this world for you know sending your son in the first place so that we again may be a part of your family and have the privilege of standing with you just those words lord that you tell us uh, as your children hey stand with me you know be be on my team i am here for you and i want you here with me uh, should give us confidence and direction moving forward in our lives so allow us, Lord, to have our eyes open, uh, some of those distractions of this world removed as we uh, heed your final uh, warning and just uh, your great, again, opportunity to be able to watch for you and for your return. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Watch out! <laughs> Thanks. Be on guard. We'll see you next week. Bye.